you as I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new addition, filling positions Looking at devoiding myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you're going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version Whoa. I'm never gonna give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Good morning. Um, standing in for Tom Ficklin today is Jeanette Lucky and um, Ted Brooks Ted Jr. Brooks, Jr. <clears throat> I always forget the, the Theodore Brooks Jr. Uh, we are, we're standing in for Tom today, so we're going to talk about... Um, the path to home ownership and um, insurance and just the steps that um, the get started steps that that need to be taken. The last time I was here, I was with Bridget Russell and um, we had some great information to share. And Ted and I have some great information as well. So I'm going to start this party off. Normally, what I would say in in uh, in reference to um being prepared for home ownership, the first thing that you have to do is is really just have a made up mind um, because there are particular steps that you should be taking. But the first one is to make up your mind that you can purchase a home and that you should be allowed to own a home in this time, in this climate, in this culture. Um, <clears throat> everyone should be a homeowner. It's um, very prevalent right now, very important. Um, and the reason is, is because you're paying more for renting than you are to be a homeowner. Uh, but now there's a caveat to that statement. And the reason there's a caveat to that statement is because we have a lot going on in this market. Um, this is a market that <clears throat> we've really never seen before. So we've seen high rates before. We've seen um, high, higher taxes before, we've seen higher insurance before, but we've never seen it all at the same time. And so in this market, we're dealing with higher interest rates, we're dealing with the cost of insurance, um, homeowners insurance, life insurance, um, just insurance overall being higher. And we're also seeing that taxes are higher than they've ever been before. So how does someone who may be a low to moderate income borrower or someone who may not make six figures purchase in this market. And we're going to talk about that today. And we're also going to talk about um, how to prepare. What, what are you prepared for? Because in this market, if you're not in a position to purchase, then you have to be in a position to get yourself prepared. So I'm going to flip over to Ted. And Ted's going to talk to us about insurance. Yes, hi. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Jeanette. It is always a pleasure to work with you. Uh, as Jeanette was talking about that, uh, one of the things that uh, that we have is, as she was stating, was a very interesting economic dynamic. Dynamic. Thank you. Uh, in addition to insurance, I also deal with uh, insurance and, and investments. So I deal with the other side, which is called the stock market. I deal with that as well. And the stock market right now is in a very interesting place. Uh, and it does have effect on insurance costs because the 
insurance companies, uh, depending on the type of policy that you're dealing with, derive some of their earnings from uh, either direct or indirect investing. And so what that means is, for example, a company, a whole life policy is built on uh, the dividends that a company will give back to you. Uh, so you buy a policy of a whole life policy, the cash value is made up of, of dividends. Well, those dividends are the result of the investment structure or investment status of the company itself. Uh, they make so much money, so they're able to give you so much money in the dividends. Uh, that's an indirect pass-through. For direct pass-throughs, universal life. They take portions of your premium, put it into stock market, and then give you back a portion of that to make your cash value grow. So the stock market right now has got everybody going off in a tizzy. Uh, and it has come highs and lows and everything in between. We just had a really, really robust weekend on Friday, right after the general elections on last week. And the stock market re responded well. Uh, I... Can't say what it's going to do in the future. All I can say is it's going to be interesting. Uh, so how does that parlay into insurance? Um, one of the things that I am very, very big on, and you, if you paid attention to this podcast and listened to Jeanette and I in the past, you've heard me say this many times. Uh, I believe that insurance is the foundation of any and everything that we do. Uh, as long as we're breathing, we have plans. As long as we're breathing, we have dreams. As long as we're breathing, we have desires. And uh, we're going to do our best to make those things come to pass. But if we're not here, how do those same dreams, desires, and plans then come into fruition? Well, from a financial perspective, they come into fruition because of insurance. And they come into fruition specifically because of life insurance. And I believe that everybody has an opportunity to obtain life insurance. Um, yes, different costs for different situations, depends on how healthy or how sick you may be. And so that may have an impact on what premium you're going to, to pay. Uh, but it is still an affordable scenario that everyone can partake in. And I say affordable because you can't afford not to have it. Uh, that, that's, that's really, really big. You can't afford not to have it. One of the worst things that I see uh, uh, dealing with insurance is people who uh, who are going through the unfortunate nature of, of someone passing away, but now they've got to make a public plea on Facebook and other social platforms, GoFundMe, to be able to put that person away uh, in a respectful manner. Uh, and I think that that's, to me, is just, it's so sad and it's heartbreaking because every one of us can take a time to make sure that we have this in place. And there's no time like the present. We can't put it off until later on. I was at breakfast this morning and I had an epiphany on this thought process of saying that, you know, a lot of times when we're young, we have this sense of uh, invincibility. I'm invulnerable. I'm going to live forever. It's only when you reach a certain age, which I think Jeanette and I are at, that you start to understand that, wow, I've got more days behind me than in front of me, statistically speaking. Um, and so I need to make sure I prepare uh, uh, in a manner of ways, but one of which is to make sure that my family's taken care of in the event of my premature death. So I, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about the different types of life insurance, but I'm going to let Jeanette go ahead and talk about uh, the investment part, I'm um, sorry, the real estate part. But before she does, uh, one of the things that core, uh, uh, make, makes a bridge between what we do uh, uh, is the interest rate. Uh, the interest rate for me uh, is, 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 is good because it, it means we're, we're making money. Interest rate a high interest rate is bad uh, from a real estate perspective, and Jeanette can definitely talk about this, because it means that people who wanted to go buy 
are a little hesitant now. They may have the money to do so, but the market's not really saying, you know, you got high prices for the housing and the interest rate. Uh, um, the high price, uh, prices will come down at some point in time. So will the interest rate, but that interest rate is going to hurt because it makes your uh, uh, your premium, not your premium, your uh, mortgage rate to go up. So Jeanette, talk about that a little bit. So, so um, I, I love the stock market talk. And the reason I do is because um, <clears throat> something so simple that people can watch and they really don't, uh, the, the masses really don't understand this. When the stock market is doing well, the bond market is not. So houses, real estate, we're doing whatever the bond market is doing. So when the bond yield is not doing well, then real estate interest rates are going up. When the stock, stock market, well, then the bond, bond market is not doing well and the interest rates are going up. When the bond yield goes down, the stock market starts to falter. It makes the rates better. So that's just one thing that you can watch. You can get in on watching the stock market to track, okay, well, hmm, I might be able to get a better interest rate today just based on what the stock market is doing. Because mm -hmm. if the stock market is taken, then the bond market is usually doing very well and it means that rates are going to come down a little bit. So that's just a little Jeanette tip. Uh, so I, I love this talk um, with Ted. What I wanted to tell you about um, insurance, like Ted is talking about life insurance. By the way, my friend, I've had life insurance since I was 18. Yeah, and you're, and you're one of the people, what's one of the reasons why I like you so much? Because you're one of the smart ones who actually get it. Uh, and have started this at a very young age. And most people don't realize that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you really excited me with that statement. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I try to do is to convince young people uh, that you should start now. Uh, if I can be frank, I've been doing this for 30 years. And in my 30-year experience, uh, I've kind of grown up in this. So when I started, most of my clients were in my age group. Uh, and mm -hmm. so as 20-something-year-old as guy starting in the business, I dealt with other 20-something-year-olds. Well, they didn't have any money or they were going through whatever they're going through. And so they didn't have the presence of mind to think, I still need to do this. Well, now here we are 30 years later, and I'm still reaching back to the young people, but with a different perspective. Now my talk is more based on my experiences than my projections. And what I mean by that is I've come where you're trying to get to. Uh, I've, I've already, I've already traver uh, traversed that particular area. And so in doing so, I've come to understand insurance becomes an integral part of the whole financial planning structure. You can't start talking about what I'm going to do in the future until you solidify the present. And so the younger you start, the cheaper it is to do it. The younger mm -hmm. you start, the easier it is to, to maintain it. Because once you've been doing something for an extended period of time, you're going to continue with that especially when you start to see the results from it. So Jeanette, that's one of the reasons why I, I, I count you as being one of my friends, because you have learned uh, uh, what so many people have not, that you started off at a really young age. I, I did. And, and, and so what I, would, um, what I would say is, you know what, when I bought my insurance policy, um, I didn't have the best representation because I was young and I didn't understand and I didn't have anyone that really looked like me to explain it because most people that look like me weren't buying insurance and they didn't know anything about insurance. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, I wound up actually getting a refund from MetLife because the person sold me a policy that they shouldn't have sold me. But I still wound up, you know, taking that and making, a, make, getting a new policy. And so um, 
I've, I've actually had insurance since I was 18. And I think that the younger you are, the better off you are. Also, um, when you have young children, it's so important for you to have insurance policies on your children. Mm. It's important because tomorrow's not promised to any of us. And so this is a part of planning and it's a part of planning your whole future because the house is getting the house is just a piece of this conversation, but there's other things that go along with the sustainability of home ownership. Right. If you don't have the right insurances in place, it's only going to cause you a hardship. Um, what is that? Murphy's law, you know, whatever can go wrong, go wrong. <laughs> right. Life, life happens and it happens to all of us and it happens yeah. whenever it will. So it's very important that um, that we get prepared. I think that in our community um, years and years ago, insurance was taboo because it was like, oh, you're 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 planning for your funeral pretty much. Um, and you're not what you're doing is you're planning for your family's future. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way to look at that. You're it, you know what you're projecting that if I'm not here at least my family members will be um, taken care of. So um, that is an important piece of the whole home ownership picture, because once you're a homeowner, then you have an asset probably that you're going to pay the most that you've ever spent in your life. Can I jump in here? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I I just want, because you said something that's very, very important. Um, And one of the things that that. I've heard in my 30 year experience is that uh, people say they don't need insurance because they have monies elsewhere. And what I like to always point out to people is that having money in real estate, having money in other hard assets, that's a great thing. But you cannot depend on that for monies that you're going to need immediately. Again, life insurance is not only for those that you leave behind, but it's also for yourself. Uh, a house or real estate in general is an illiquid asset, which means it has to go through a process in order to become liquid in order for you to use it. Right. Life insurance comes in as a very liquid asset, which means mm-hmm. when I need it, I have access to it both while I'm living and when I'm gone. So while mm-hmm. I'm living, I have money in this policy that I can generate on a tax deferred purpose or tax right. deferred manner and take it out tax free. Well, how do mm-hmm. I do that? I I put it into the life insurance policy. It grows in a life insurance policy, but it's not paying any taxes while it's growing. If you notice, every investment that you make at the end of the year, you get what's called a 1099. That Mm -hmm. 1099 tells you you have to pay taxes on the interest that's been earned on this investment product. The only thing that doesn't is your 401k, an IRA, or life insurance. Those things are called tax deferred. The taxes are put off until a later time. Well, when you reach into your 401k at the age of retirement, after age 59 and a half, it's important to remember that, after age 59 and a half, you reach in your retirement, you take it out, you want to enjoy it, not a problem. You reach into your IRA after age 59 and a half, you want to take it, you want to enjoy it, that's great. But at that point in time, you will begin paying taxes on it. Life insurance does not operate that way. It operates on a tax-free basis when you take it out of it, if you take it out correctly. And there's a formula for taking it out. So when we're talking about, when Jeanette's talking about uh, uh, assets, uh, real estate being an asset, that's great. But when we put onto that life insurance, uh, it's, it's important to remember that life insurance is a liquid asset, whereas real estate is not. And so the reason why Jeanette and I are talking, because these two uh, uh, items, real estate and insurance, are so important specifically for our community. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. proud to say that mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I, I take great pains to make sure that members of my community 
on form on the different intricacies of insurance, because it seems that our community is the least informed community when it comes to utilizing these particular tools for self wealth. Uh, it, it's, it's important for us to understand what these things can do for us, whether it's insurance or real estate. These mm -hmm. things are important for us to be able to utilize because so many of us are renting instead of owning. And so many of us don't have insurance when we can. Correct, mm -hmm. Jeanette? Absolutely. Um, yeah, renting versus owning. And I know this is a difficult, in this market, it's difficult to encourage people to, to be owners. And it's also, um, just truth be told, there is a whole, um, uh, a whole sect of people that are not going to be eligible to purchase in this market. Mm. And it doesn't matter what anybody says, because at the end of the day, you affordability has to be in the picture in order for you to purchase. Right. If you're making um, $60,000 a year, this is a tough market to purchase in. Then the reason is because you're not making a lot of money. Mm. Rates are high. Rates are high. Insurance, homeowners insurance is high. Mortgage insurance premiums high. So it, it puts you at a disadvantage for this market. I want to tell you, I love my sister-in-law. Um, because she says this, she says, you know what, stay ready and you won't have to get ready. And in this market, that is what I'm encouraging my clients to do. I will be very um, forthright and very upfront with my clients when it comes to affordability. If you can't afford it, baby, I'm just going to tell you, you can't afford it. Mm. Like in this market, you can't afford it. If your debt to income ratio is high, and that means your debt versus your income, if that ratio is too high for you to purchase in this market, then I'm going to encourage you to do two things. Mm -hmm. One thing, save, save, save. Other thing is get a job. There's a whole world wide yeah, Say that one more time. You, you blacked out. Say that one more time. What was the second thing? Oh, oh get a better job. Yeah. <laughs> get a better, you may need to get a better job. And I've told my clients that when they say, well, what can I do? Because I can't afford it. I go, well, you know what? You need to get a better job. I'm going to tell you that a better job does not mean get an additional job. Mm. What I said, I said, get a better paying job. The whole world is open to us, but you got to remember if you're self-employed, a two-year stint before anyone's going to look at giving you a mortgage because you have to be able to show sustainability of income which it takes two years to do that for self-employed borrowers if you go and get a second job you have a two-year stint that second job before you'll be allowed to get a mortgage in this market you have to get yourself prepared because as sure as i'm sitting here looking at handsome ted the market's going to shift. It is. Now, I can't say when it's going to shift, but I can guarantee you it's going to shift. Well, how do you know, Jeanette? Because it always does. That's, that's right one now? of the things. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that people, again, the market is shifting. Uh, and so I'm speaking very, very generically. Uh, and so uh, I, I want people to understand I'm not giving advice. Um, I have to say that that's a disclaimer. Uh, I'm not giving advice at all. I'm just giving information. 
the market has done this before uh, and it has shifted at various times. Uh, the last time it shifted like this was 2008. Now, everybody remembers 2008 because it wasn't that long ago. But when it shifted, a lot of money was lost in the stock market, 401ks, IRAs, investments, so on and so forth. Here's the interesting part. If you stayed in the market, if you did not panic, if you did, you did not, not bail, sell, if you, you made all your money and then some. Mm -hmm. However, if you panicked in the market and sold your assets to get out because mm -hmm. you were scared of the market, you were unable to recoup any losses. Your losses became permanent. What do I mean right. by that? It means that this pin, the value of this pin today is a dollar. Tomorrow is worth three cents. Mm -hmm. Now, today is worth a dollar. Tomorrow drops to three cents. If I mm -hmm. sell this pin right now, I've got a 97 cent loss. Gone. If I hold on to the pen, even at three cents and wait for it to come back up, the two weeks from now, it may be a dollar fifty. Now, I'm not saying the market reacts that quickly in, in the time frame in terms of what, what we're dealing with right now. I'm just giving an illustration. But the point is, I've got to hold on to the pen in order to recoup the value of it and not sell it when it's lost. There is a, mm -hmm. a, a saying that we should apply that does not get applied is what we've been saying in the industry for years and eons, but no one ever listened to it. You buy low and sell high. Mm -hmm. What we do mm -hmm. as, as a society is we buy high and we sell and low. Sell what do low. I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Mark is going crazy. It's making money. Everybody wants to jump in. That's mm -hmm. buying high. The market's doing what it's doing right now and it's falling. Everybody wants to get out. That's selling low. We want to reverse that mentality. Right now is a beautiful time to go and buy in the stock market. What do I mean by that? Jeanette, let me ask you a question. What's your favorite place to shop at? Amazon. Okay. What's your, what, what's your favorite brick and mortar place to shop at? Um, probably Nordstrom's. Okay. If Nordstrom's increased their prices by 150%, would you go shopping? No. They're too expensive now. Exactly. If Norsham decreased their, their prices by 75%, would you go shopping? I would. That's the I stock market, would. people. Mm -hmm. That's the stock mm -hmm. market. We stopped at the wrong times. Right and, now, and you know great, great buying times. Yes, ma'am. And so, you know what, Ted? Honestly, you know what? When you become a homeowner, like I do, I love Nordstrom's. Um, I just like to walk through Nordstrom's and, you know, window shop. But for homeowners, typically our favorite place to shop is Home Depot. Mm. But if you look at Home Depot now, what you could have gotten 2020 has tripled in price. Yes, it has. Sheet sheetrock tripled, wood tripled. Mm -hmm. Every everything is tripled in price. If you really watch Amazon, their prices have tripled. Yeah. Absolutely. So now you know what Amazon is not the only game in town because there are other sellers on the internet that say, you know, listen, we can beat Amazon's price, which at one point it was unbeatable, Absolutely. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to use wisdom when it comes to shopping, when it comes to spending, when it comes to what we're going to hold back and what we're going to put in. And and like Ted said, when it comes to investing, you and you you need you know. 
one of the things that used to drive me like bananas was when you talk about home ownership or you talk about investing, people don't have a savings account, but they want to talk to Ted about how much money they can invest. And it's, it's kind of mind boggling to me because you haven't saved 50 cents. So you have to save for a rainy day before you can go running out and saying, oh, I'm going to start really being a serious investor. Because when I talk about investing, I'm not talking about setting something up because the thing that I do love about Ted is you don't have to be wealthy in order for him to work with you. So he can tell you so much money a month and mm -hmm. I'm going to set you up and we're going to funnel and fund this mm -hmm. um, account. But most people that are even trying to do that, you haven't saved anything. If you're going to purchase a home, you should have at least six months reserves, not because the bank says so, but because that's the smart thing for you to do. Why? Because something's going to happen. Right. And instead of you running to mama, baby, and Pookie and them, <laughs> look to the Lord and yourself and, and fund your own um, repairs. You know, something's going to happen. Right. Something always happens. Some, something leaks. Something breaks. Something always happens. And so a lot of people are like, oh, I'm, that's why I just want to be a renter. Well, let me tell you something, renter. Mm. The person who holds that mortgage is grateful for you because you are paying all their taxes. You are paying all their interest on their mortgage and they're getting the benefit. Mm. That's why you don't want to be a renter because you have no benefit. You pay interest. You pay real estate taxes. You pay property taxes. You have no benefit as a renter except for to pay the landlord because you don't want to be responsible for yourself when you could own the home and you get all the benefits. Benefit, that's right. how you build. That's how you build wealth. That, that is how you build wealth because yeah. you know what? Even if you're putting extra money on your mortgage, you're still building wealth because what you're doing is you're increasing the equity that you have in your property. That if you per chance have to tap into that house, you can get an equity loan and do whatever it is that you need to do. Put your kids through college. I really don't advise buying cars, but some people do that. But I don't I don't advise that. I'm with you on that one. You know, one of the things you said that kind of sparked the thought in my head is uh, that savings part. Uh, we don't stress that enough. Uh, and, and I apologize if I offend anybody, but when I talk about our community, I'm specifically talking about our community because I want to address the things that we kind of like want to avoid. And, and we have to play catch up, so to speak. Uh, there's not enough of us doing the mm -hmm. right thing. Mm -hmm. and, and it's all over. You can find information anywhere on the internet. It's all over. You can see it with your yeah. own eyes. We don't do enough in this regard. So uh, yeah. I, I make no apologies. I'm sorry. I make no apologies. For I, I was going to say, well, I'm not going to apologize. I got you. But okay, and I, you and I, I thank you. I, I was reading your mind. I was reading your mind. So you I make were. no apologies for that. But one of the things for our community, we need to talk about saving because it needs to become an integral part of our, our financial mindset. It's great to buy real estate. It's great to have insurance. It's great to have investments. But how much cash do you have that you can get your hands on in case something right. happens? If you need right. it, five thousand dollars today do you have mm -hmm. that saved and, if and please you don't, teach your children please teach your children yeah you got to because it's please teach your children teach, teach your, our children your, know to go to the candy store and give their money away and no. not to save. my mama taught us at, Toy my store. at a young age save your money don't spend it all if you get a dollar save 50 cents 
and spend the other 50. So that mentality has to come. I didn't see. Huh? I'm sorry. I learned from what I didn't see. So, you know what I did? I saw my dad always sitting down. My dad would sit down once a month and, and pay his bills. Mm-hmm. And, and and he would sit there with his checkbook, like, like, you know, like he was some big time businessman. He was a W2 wage earner, but he would have the little checkbook that opened up with the three checks in it. And okay. he would sit there and go to town. Right. But my mother was a shopaholic. Mm. So my dad I took his lead because I wasn't seeing it from her you have to learn you have to teach your children either you show them or you take them to somebody that can show them I can say this my aunt when I was living upstairs in her apartment renting from her she had all of her bills in this great big old binder from 1964 oh wow I have I can go back to 1964 and trace all of my bills um, that was old school because, you know, they, we had pen and paper. Well, now we have, we can digitalize anything. Right. Be able to go back and put your hands on what you spent and why you spent it. Mm-hmm. We got to teach our kids um, to save. So, so while you're learning to save, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't apologize. And the reason why I don't apologize is because other nations have taught their children this. I used to watch this little lady um, come into the bank when I was a bank teller. She's a little Asian lady. She came in every week and put $5 in her baby's account. Week. The week. Pushing the little cart, pushing the little stroller with the baby in it. And she would come in and she would make that $5 um, deposit. That child is probably rich now. Mm. Because we think that everything is too small. And the one thing that we have to get away from is having this only attitude. Mm. Hey, banana, it's only $5. Well, it's $5 that you could have made work for you. It doesn't take a whole lot to start the concept or the mentality. In fact, you know, uh, there's somebody says that a, a, a journey of many miles begins with one step. Um, we, we all need to have that mentality of starting even a small investments with me can start as little as $25 a month, uh, to be able to put some money away. Uh, but one of the things I think that we don't do, uh, circling back to the savings, everybody ought to have a safe in the house. I'm not talking about a little safe, no bigger than this. I I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about a safe that's got some size, some width, some girth to it. Ain't nobody just going to pick it up and walk it out the house. But everybody needs a safe in the house. You need a safe for a couple of reasons. Number one, you need to put cash in it. Number two, you need to put all of your personal documents, important documents in that safe that protects you from fires, that protects you from floods. And if anybody's been reading the newspaper in the last couple of weeks, there's been a couple of house fires that destroyed the entire house. People got displaced. They couldn't go back in and live. Their house uh-huh. was destroyed. And uh-huh. where, where were their important paperwork? Uh, it's important that we remember and, and understand that these things... Yeah are important. It's the small little pieces. Because sometimes we want to have these conversations. We want to take these big, gigantic bites. To start with the nibble. That's it. That's, that, is, that, that is it. And I will tell you all. So my piece of advice, my advice for today, and I hope this is somebody's takeaway. You don't have to start big. Start small. If you plan on ever owning a home, Go and open up a savings account designated for your home. Mm. Even if you're going to purchase a home five years down the road, 
Designate that account for your home and discipline. So designate and then discipline yourself. Discipline yourself not to go taking the money out of the account. Say it again, say it again, say it again, say it again. Discipline yourself. So you have a designated account and then you discipline yourself not to touch those money. So that when you get to the point of homeownership, you will be able to distribute those funds. Yes. That means the world. It, it makes a difference. Start with the savings calendars. We don't use, utilize Google enough. Hmm. Okay. Googling dumb stuff. Stop Googling dumb stuff. I don't care what Kim Kardashian doing because Kim Kardashian is not going to buy you a house. No, not at all. Even Tyler Perry. I love him. Love his shows. I think he's amazing. I don't care what Tyler Perry's doing because Tyler Perry's not going to buy you a house. Hmm. Do your research. That is made research in this market is key because who has money that they can help you with? Mm. There are funds available out there, but who has the funds? Can I go get help? And, uh, and one of the things is in our community, we ought to be able to start our own fund. Help one another. Should. We should. I think it's not the, difficult. It, it's not, and I think that uh, it, it's important for us to have a uh, a, a community-wise mentality. But it's got to start with you. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm not talking to Jeanette. I'm talking to you, the viewer. It begins with you. Uh, you have to start, and and once you have that conversation with yourself, you can then have that conversation with someone else. Uh, it, it is vitally important that we put into our lives the professionals who can help us promote our lives. Uh, we need a real estate agent if we're in the market for buying real estate. We need a, an insurance agent or a financial planner, someone who can help us with the insurance and investors. We need an attorney. Yeah. We need an accountant. We need people in our lives, these professional finance people who can help direct us to the next level because there are things like trusts and wills. And, you know, if you were to buy a home and then pass away, but you didn't leave a will, who's taking over right. your house? Who's That's right. your family for it? That's right. And these are the things that we need to have these conversations about. And we've only got a few more minutes left. And so we certainly want to make sure that we recapitulate this because it's amazing when we get started it seems like a whole lot of time and then once you get into mm -hmm. it time just passes really really quick uh yep, so we have yep. just a few more minutes but one of the things I, I want to do Jeanette if you don't mind I just want to talk about the different three types of life insurances that are available and then mm -hmm. I want to talk about how it relates to real estate because people may not always necessarily necessarily connect the dots on this so number one the three types of life insurances are permanent universal mm -hmm. life variable life permanent um, I'm sorry whole life universal life, permanent life. All three of these are permanent policies. I keep missing this up. I know how to talk, y'all. Whole life, universal <laughs> life, variable life. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> these are all permanent policies. Permanent versus term. Two different types of policies. The difference is, if I make use a very, very common vernacular, is the difference between buying a home and renting an apartment. Buying a nice. home Renting an apartment are two different things, uh -huh. just like whole life or permanent insurance and term insurance is very, very different. With permanent insurance, you're going to have what's called cash value or equity building up in it. Term insurance is just for a specified amount of time, and then it goes away at the end of that time frame. The difference, though, is pricing. A permanent insurance is going to cost you a whole lot more money than a term insurance. I'll give you an example. Just read an illustration for a 50-year-old male for $500,000. 
$500,000 term policy for 20 years will cost him $103 per month. That same $500,000 in permanent costs him $584 per month for permanent. That's the difference between the two. But now look at the difference. At the end of that 20-year term, that term is going away. But in 20 years from now, that permanent policy is going to have a significant amount of cash value. So yes, it's more expensive, but it has a value for you later on. It might seem to be more expensive to buy a house than to rent, but it's really not. See, it's actually cheaper for you to buy it than it's to rent. And Jeanette's going to explain to that. But one of the reasons why I like talking about this, because once you buy, you need to be able to cover that. How am I going to pay for this house if I'm not here? How do I take care of my family? How does my wife and my children, will they have to move? Will they have to sell this because they won't be able to afford it? Well, life insurance can make sure that that happens. Life insurance come in and cover all of your purchases. So there's a difference between the types of insurances you have, but all of them work in the same way, protecting you and your loved one at the time of your demise. And I, I, I want you to understand that none of us, none of us are living forever. Each of us has a time frame that we're going to be checking out. How we do so quickly <clears throat> is up to us. Now, mm -hmm. just for a disclaimer, both Jeanette and I are preachers, so we could have a conversation about sermons about your spiritual life, but we won't do that in this session. We'll do that later on. But financially speaking, uh, we need to be able to take care of the things we need to take, take care of uh, at the point of our giants. And that's why life insurance becomes so important. And you cannot afford not to have it. And so between what Jeanette and I are doing is having these conversations so that we can help people help themselves. Uh, uh, the, the, there's a scripture in the Bible, and I apologize for using the Bible, but the scripture in the Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. Uh, I don't apologize. Huh? I don't apologize. What that means is, is that if you don't have knowledge to do something, uh, you, you'll not be able to prosper. You won't be able to proceed. And, and what Jeanette was saying was she ain't apologizing to you in the Bible. I don't apologize. And, and I, I, I appreciate her so much for that. So I'm going to stop saying that because I, I can be an apologist okay. sometimes. But in using that scripture, it's important to understand that we have we have need of knowledge in order to prosper. Our ability to prosper, our ability to proceed, our ability to be something of worth and substance is limited based on the, on the amount of knowledge that we have. And that's why we're here today, to kind of give forth this knowledge. And so, so, and so the important thing that I heard Ted say was the difference between renting and owning. So it's the same thing, term life you're renting. Permanent, universal, whole life, you own. Um, there is a difference. Um, but the reason why we have all of these types of policies is because variety is the spice of life. Term life may fit you right now. Right. And um, maybe later down the road, you'll be able to do something else. Because if you're 30 years old, term life probably doesn't fit you. And, and so, you know, it depends on your age and what stage of life you're in. But if you don't call someone and have the conversation, you're not going to know anyway, because that, that's the whole that's the whole perishing for lack of knowledge. And what we have to understand is that knowledge is power. Mm. And the reason why we're so behind, we're so far behind. First of all, knowledge was withheld from us. But even when we got access, we really weren't seeking it. Right. So. You know, acid knock all of that. We have to we have to begin to go after these things. And that's why home ownership is near and dear to my heart. Um, it is my first love because I want people to be credit. I I cannot fathom, I can't live with the thought that we as a people are always offered the worst. 
Mm. We're never offered the best. And the reason why is because we haven't positioned ourselves to get what we deserve. Right. So we wind up taking anything. And by that, I mean interest rates. When you look at interest rates, if you bought a car and you're paying some 14, 15, 20% interest rate, right, you weren't positioned to get what you deserved. The same thing with houses. There used to be a time when everybody, and I actually worked at this at this time in the mortgage industry, where everybody got the same rate. Mm. If you met the credit criteria, you met the credit criteria, and the rate was the same across the board for everybody, right? Mm. Listen, but then these corporations, they figured out, we don't have to give everybody the same thing. Because see, those people over there that don't look like us, they also don't have access to this information. And therefore, they're behind the learning curve. Ted and I are just trying to, we're trying to even the scales. We're trying to balance them out a little bit. And so we want you to be armed with the information. If you position yourself to get the best offer, there's a dumb commercial. And I I say this, I I say this um, with the most grace that I can, because it's by experience. I'm going to call y'all out. That's there's some little girl flipping her hair talking about she can get anything she wants because of her credit score. Well, your credit score is not the end all in the be all, but it'll get you in the door. Mm. It's not the end all in the be all because purchasing a home is made up of more than just your credit score because it's made up of your income, your credit score, your loan to value. Those are the things that make up where you can what you can get for an interest rate and how you can purchase a home. So those are like the three major things, right? Mm. So I, 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 I always took issue with that commercial because mm. see, if we walked in someplace and flipped our hair, we're not getting anything except for ass to leave. That's true. But if you, but, but the premise of the commercial is right. If you position yourself so that people cannot tell you no. And the reason they can't tell you no is because you know what you know. If you walk through the door and you know you're prepared and somebody tries to tell you you're not prepared, excuse me, sir, ma'am. Yes, I am. Yes. And that and that's important. Uh and, and to that end, Jeanette just said something that I, I I want to just piggyback on. She had made the fact, may mention the fact that we were here to be helpful. So in that regard, we've only got five minutes left, but in that regard, what I want to do is have Jeanette and I give you our information. If you want to talk to us after this podcast, having seen this podcast, having heard the information available, and you want to have a conversation about the subject matter that we're dealing with, let's give you our information. My name is Ted Brooks Jr. My office, my company name is Innovative Planning. My telephone number here at the office is 475-238-7088. I can be reached at tbrooksjr at innovativeplanning.net. Again, let me start that over again. My name is Ted Brooks Jr. My company name is Innovative Planning. My office number is 475-238-7088. I can be reached at tbrooksjr, T-B-R-O-O-K-S-J-R, at innovativeplanning.net. Jeanette, you want to give me information? My name is Jeanette Luckyworthy. I work for Loan Depot. Not It's like Home Depot, but only with the word loan, L-O-A-N, in front of it. Um, and you can reach me, you can email me at J-L-U-C-K-Y at LoanDepot.com. Very simple email. You can contact me at 203-410-6752. 203-410-6752. If you text message me your name, 
in your question, I will either in your email, I will either send you an email back or I will give you a, a call back. Yeah, so you have our uh, opportunity to reach out to us and to uh, access our information. We'd be more than happy to have these conversations with you uh, because it is our intent and it is our joy to share information with those who don't have it. Um, because again, uh, if people don't have knowledge, they can't proceed. And so we want us to proceed. We want everyone to have this information uh, because it is very, very pertinent uh, to our ability to be successful and to not just be successful, but to also pass on legacy. Uh, okay. I, I'm really big on what, what what's the legacy going to be like. It's not just about the money I'm leaving, but about information. I heard Bishop Jakes say something. He said, it's not about what you leave to your children, it's what you leave in them. Uh, yeah. and, and I took that to mean that our, uh, our greatest asset is the information that we have um, um, to, to, to pass from this earth to eternity and take what we know with us and not share it is a travesty. And so this is our effort to share with you what we know, what we've seen, what we can help with uh, in order for you to be successful and for you to have uh, your greatest life. And please, you know what, reach out to us because... Um because we're here and, and this is why we're here. Uh, Ted and I both, we didn't, we didn't get into either one of these businesses in order to get rich, um, but we gained wealth because of our hearts. Right. Because that's, that, that makes all the difference. You know, um, I came into this business wanting to help my community. And it's as simple as that, wanting to help people that um, were at a disadvantage and everybody at a disadvantage does not look like us. But because they have a disadvantage, I still wanted to help them because it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I'm going to help someone and give them this information. Mm -hmm. And they're there, there are those that are going to take it and they're going to run with it and they're going to excel. And there are those that are going to leave it on the table. That's just the way life is. That's true. Well, listen, but our, we our time know is that up. we're always here. We are here. Our time is up. Um, but we are certainly glad to be here. And we certainly thank you for tuning in. The Tom Ficklin Show. We are the guests, Ted Brooks Jr., Jeanette Lucky Worthy. And uh, we are so glad to uh, to have been here with you today. We pray that uh, God's choices, blessings be upon you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you the next time we're around. God Bye bless guys. you. Peace. Yeah. As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new addition, filling positions Looking at devoiding myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version Whoa. I'm never gon' give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah Cause this is my road Let's camera action, I'm ready to go I'm never gonna give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah Yeah, this is my run Let's camera action, I'm ready to go now you gon' face the dawn you waiting for I said from night to dawn I write my wrongs alone In competition with warnings Ice galore Now I'm running toward them highlights I'm finished being a quitter But little, little by little They joking, telling some riddles Now I'm in my section Ain't willing to give up Know you getting knocked down But you gotta get up I'm never gon' give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, hey Cause this is my road Let's camera action, I'm ready to go 
never gonna give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah Yeah, this is my run, lights can't